then, um, I, I have... mean, I wouldn't know. Okay. Well, there's also Potigeist, which, I mean, how could you not like Potigeist or whatever it's called? How could you not? I, I couldn't tell you. It's like inspired by a teacup pot. It's not a ghost? It is. It's like a ghost that lives inside a teapot. Isn't that the silliest thing you ever heard? That's a lot of stuff going on there. Oh, oh my god. That's a lot of concepts rolled into one. I, 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 I know that for sure. Speaking of different concepts, um, <laughs> do you want to talk about this movie? I guess so. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Um, hi everyone, hi, I'm Paris. And I'm Kelly Michelle, and you're listening to If, if Costumes, Costumes Could, Could Talk. Talk. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> oh, you made us a song! So, this is a podcast where two friends take an item of visual media and talk about the costumes. Each week, we select a different piece of media and discuss our personal responses to the costumes. Sometimes there's research, mostly there's not. We just love talking to each other movies and costumes and hope you enjoy being along for the ride uh this week is paris's pick um megan i guess is how you say it <laughs> why don't you tell us a little bit about why you chose this movie oh gosh <laughs> megan yes um I, I, think I don't know, there's a three in there. McThregan? McThregan? Yeah, I think that there's so many. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, this is, yeah, Megan is this generation's um, Guy Gly, or Giggly, um, Geely. So, like, it's all of that. So I think there's no wrong answer in pronouncing um, a really stupid name for a movie. <laughs> okay, I like that answer, actually. <laughs> We're not going to be pedantic about it. Say what you want to f***ing say. <laughs> yes, Enjoy yes. the ride. Um, no, I guess like I picked this movie because there's like, um, it, it's just so silly. But on top of that, I can't stop looking at it. Like the very obvious costume, of course, is this robot. <laughs> so I think that's pretty cool. We're not cool. there yet. But anyway, <laughs> that's, that's um, yeah. And, you know. There's just a lot of relatable characters in this movie, and that's why I picked it. Okay, I don't know. You and relatable character as a phrase is uh, unreliable, I'm going to say, at the very least. So we'll see as we get deeper into this. So for for our audience's sake, how many times have you seen this movie? Um, I've officially now have seen it four times. What does officially mean? I mean there, have you unofficially seen it a few times? Yeah, like, yeah there was one moment where, um, I, I shouldn't even say this, but anyway, I've seen the movie four times. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, you, you've piqued our interest. Oh gosh, and I'm not going to go there. Um, I shouldn't be talking about it. But no, um, I watched it, like, I watched it three times in theaters. Let's put it that way. I would consider... Most of the time you've watched a movie as being unofficially watching it because you are, it's not like you're knitting and watching a movie. Half the time you're like reading a book and watching a movie or like having a full-blown conversation or playing Mario Kart and watching a movie. Like you're never just watching a movie. So, I mean, because you had to see this one in theaters 
you actually were watching it. But I would say half the time when you said, it's like when we were in college and I would come in and be like, oh, I feel really bad. I haven't read the play. And you were like all confident, like, oh yeah, well I did this time. And it turns out we both just read the Wikipedia page. Like your definition of having watched something is completely different from mine. I don't know. I guess I play fast and loose with the term watching movies. Uh, but that's yes you're not wrong in that (laughs) (laughs) well do you want to I guess you're probably more apt to describe this movie do you want to go over the plot real quick (laughs) okay guys we'll go over the plot of um, Megan Um, and so she okay um, um, it takes place like I don't even know what time period this is supposed to be, um, but it's in Seattle, and she there's this um, little girl. Um, she has a toy, and her parents die in front of her, and then she is in custody of her aunt, and that um, she's just a toy inventor um, who's like who like seems she, to know nothing about children, by the way. She's in STEM. Like, she's not in childcare. She's in STEM. She's female. But she's in STEM. a toy enthusiast. <laughs> yes, yes. She's a she's a toy collector. Um, she's a, yeah. There's so many and a toy designer. Yeah. So she's a big fan of all things toys, and part of her job is to come up with toys. She's pretty quite cool, um, and so she's created like other robots in the past. Anyway. You get to that later. But then, so, she's already working on this, like, special, completely, like, I don't know, computer robot. Just with more, I don't know, agency. And so, it, this little girl, like, inspires her to, like, make this robot and this toy that she's calling it. (laughs) And so, this android. And so, she gets it through. She makes it. They get this really crazy bond. There's little peripheral things that happen. She, like, kills a dog because she's, like, scared that it's going to, like, hurt her primary user, which is the little girl. It gets nuts. Um, (laughs) Then she, like, starts, like, trying to go to school. And then she decides to, like, chase down a a really crazy kid, (laughs) which is wild. And he dies. So that's, like, her first, like, human death that she, like, I don't know, probability into existence. (laughs) And then she does it again with the dog's owner now. So she's just killing full families at this point. (laughs) And I don't know. Then they are trying to push the release of it. They finally get investors. That's going well. They're going to have a big opening. And then she people start to suspect that like she's killing people because she's hiding her data from there she just like goes complete ape shit and goes after people just unrelentlessly anyway i don't know i feel like i'm telling this at way some too fast. point a child therapist oh, tells her yes. that it's probably a bad idea to you know make a mentally unstable child attached to this android and that's the first time she's shocked to hear this information like (laughs) what do you mean this is a bad idea there this is nothing but a good idea to have something that will you know never grow with the child and make them completely attached huh Uh, huh yeah attachment theory (laughs) 
<laughs> which I will say the first time I like heard that in theaters, the person next to me was just like the two people like looked right at each other and they were like, Oh, we're going there. <laughs> like there's attachment theory going on. And so like when she said, like, have you heard of attachment theory? There is giggles in the theater when that happened the first viewing. <laughs> I just think that's so like obvious like even if you hadn't heard of that as like a theory it's like an obvious thing that is obviously happening here and like she's using the doll as like a supplement for human interaction to the point where she doesn't even want to like interact with other kids because she doesn't need them yeah like obviously this is a problem it's also crazy too like this this little girl has so much bad luck around her to the point where like even the smallest interactions with other children like this boy wants to hurt her so it's just like it just keeps perpetuating like that escalated so quickly oh gosh it's like yeah the little boy is like a bully but like usually bullies still need like some kind of interaction to have happened before they start bullying and in this like literally they've never even spoken and all of a sudden and she hasn't even like done anything stupid in front of him or anything like she's done nothing they have spent less than 30 seconds together and he's already like harming her with chestnuts and then like when she gets, he gets alone with the doll, the first thing he does is, like, slap it. Like, what? <laughs> yes. I just, like, I have no idea. Like, this is, like, Sid from Toy Story just, like, turned up a hundred. Where he's, like, not just blowing up toys. Like, now he's just, like, hurting random people. <laughs> like, uh, I, that's what I found out was, like, like no wonder it's, like, she's, like, getting attached to the doll because, like, Megan's never hurt her at all. And then there's, like, the first time right. there's this person supposedly her age. And he's just, like, trying to hurt her. And it was, like, that just puts her more in fear and, like, attaches her more to Megan. Like, I don't know. It's little stuff like that in this movie that, like, happens so fast, but then, like, it, it justifies stuff so fast. It's just a really, really tight movie. It, it like, checks the boxes off in the plot, yeah. but, like, it also does it in such a stupid way you just have to believe it. <laughs> right, well, because they didn't make it too long, which I think is good, because it knows it's a stupid movie. Like, that's its whole, like, literally it starts off with that, like, bad commercial for those Furby knockoffs, basically. <laughs> like... Oh, it God. knows the tone of the movie. It matches the tone of the movie throughout. Like, literally, when I saw the trailer, and you, everybody knows that there's, like, a scene where she does this, like, weird dance in the hallway. I thought that that was going to have a reason or at least contextually make sense in any way. Yeah. No. She just <laughs> does it in, before killing someone for no reason. <laughs> I went into Megan so, actually quite cold. Like, I actually did not see any trailers. I didn't see any, like, um, like teasers. I I am really good with just, like, un- avoiding previews. So, like, I haven't seen anything. So, I just like living life that way with, like, no trailer lives. So, I went into this so cold. I didn't know about the dance. But even then, like, I, what I really liked was, like, the music really changed in that portion. That's what was, like, more memorable. Right? Where she's just like... Like, they use, like, the siren noise. Like, it makes it seem like the siren's part of the song. It's like, whoop, whoop. And then it changes. Like, it's just, like, so techno-y. And then I'm like, shit is going down. And, like, she's just, like, psychotic robot who just starts feeling herself. <laughs> and she's, like... Right, like, like, that 10 seconds, like, 
she has her little dance. The music is completely different than it is for the rest of the movie. And then, like, the elevator door opens and just abruptly the music ends. And, yeah. like, it just continues back to how it was before. <laughs> <laughs> like... Yes, it is. Just, it was just too much, and I'm just like, goodness, like that came out of nowhere. But it also, just proves like she's just like, I don't know. There's just like, this. There was like a, she literally like just went off in that moment where she just like, I'm just gonna choke random people. I'm gonna get the like hell out of here, and just like, like, and I'm gonna fuck with this guy before I kill him. <laughs> right. I don't know. Right. Anyhow, that's yes. just like. That is all for me to say. This movie knows how stupid it is and doesn't try and not be stupid, I think. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's not too long. So, yeah, the pacing is a little fast. We just have to, like, skip over things sometimes. But it's so that you don't get bored and you're not, like, you don't spend too much time thinking about any particular thing that has happened in this movie. Yeah. If that makes sense. I would almost believe, like, this could all happen in, like, a, like I want to say this story happened in the span of a month. And, like, that's what I want to choose to believe. Like, I think this happened in, like, a matter of four weeks. Like, (laughs) that's Well, at some point she says, like, my parents died two months ago. So it has to have at least been two months, if not longer. True. And I feel like they, I think there's definitely, I feel like there's a time jump in that moment. Because, like... Because, yeah, that's the video that they're playing at the launch. So it's like, who, when did they film that video? Like, that could have been... A month beforehand as well, you know? Yeah. And, like, it's weird because, like, they mentioned, like, she didn't bring any of her toys. And I thought, like, by the time the therapist come, I don't know if this is, like, accurate. Even I've seen it so many times. But, like, she doesn't have, like, were the toys in boxes? Or should she just, like, take her straight from the hospital home? <laughs> well, so that's what that was kind of explained. Because, yeah, so at first she just takes her straight from the hospital home. So she doesn't have stuff. But by the time the therapist is there, she says, like, well, I unboxed all of the stuff that was sent over from her parents' house, but she's not really interested in playing with any of those toys. I think maybe she's too old for them now. Oh, yeah. So, like, that's how that was explained. Yeah, she's definitely, like, especially after playing with that high-tech Furby, I can feel like toys just don't stimulate her the same way. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. She's, like, she's not that bratty as I thought, which I thought was kind of nice, like, a kind of change with, like, a child character. Yeah, like, not... Not until, like, the, like later when, like, any time they try and take Megan away and she's like, no, I'm not going to do it unless Megan's there. But mm-hmm. that's kind of, like, the main character's fault for, like, forcing <laughs> this, like, attachment, basically. So Yeah, to, like, seeing her or, like, sorry, that scene, well, it does seem to her and then also... <laughs> Which is also fucking weird. Yeah, she randomly sings titanium at some point. Oh my god. You wouldn't believe, like, I... Oh my gosh. I... That moment, like, people started clapping in the theater when that started going on. Like, there was cheers. Like, I was... But it was so hilarious. Just like, (laughs) we're gonna get Calvin Harris. (laughs) A little spotlight. But it was, like, also that was another, like like self corniness of the whole movie like well exactly because right? yeah like, that's not something you would put in a serious movie exactly <laughs> exactly um because she's supposedly made out of titanium i realized that like the sound effects were doing a lot of heavy lifting in this movie 
Like the you think so? Oh, the sound design? Oh, for sure. No, because like the um, speaking of the costumes, like the um, I think she's credited as Amy Donald, who's this like New Zealand dancer, and she wears like the little rubber suit that like moves around, and she the way she talks about, she's like, well, I play a robot. And, like, you know, robots are kind of stiff. So she's, like, really, like, I don't know, she talks like a dancer, you know, like, what inspired them. <laughs> so, like, you know, I'm a metal piece of, you know, stuff or whatever. It's just, like, the way she talks about playing a robot is really fascinating because it's coming from, like, a, a like a world championship, like, um, dancer. <laughs> I don't know. She won some, like, big dance competition in Portugal, which I thought was really cool. So she, like, really got into the the character of being a robot. And I think, like, the costumes of that is so weird. I think that helped, too. Like, what did you think of the robot costume? Yeah, I mean, I think the shape of the dress not being too form-fitting did a lot of work for making it look like her movements were a little odd, which was probably good. Like, you kind of just see the dress moving like a bell. Yeah. Which kind of makes her look more robotic. But overall, like, the aesthetic of it, I didn't understand. Like, I guess in one way, it, like, looks like what adults want children to look like, but it doesn't look like something that a child would want or like. It's like, if it was my for my niece, I would give it pink hair. I would give it, like, rainbow leggings. Like, a little kid. I understand that neutrals are in right now. That's mm-hmm. for adults. Children don't love khaki dresses and brown <laughs> trench coats. You know? Like, with a little ascot. Yeah. Like, what the f- is that? Is she, like, a Victorian child or something? No, I was thinking that, too. Where it's like, well, if, like, like oh, we're... And, like, when they were showing the options of, like, the different, like... Like skin tones and designs of the other Megan versions you could order for $10,000. Like that, um, I kept thinking to myself, like, well, if I'm spending $10,000, I want it to be a full-size, like, like four-foot-tall Bratz doll. Like, I want something weird-looking. Right. <laughs> like, something that's obviously... Right, like... <laughs> Why didn't she have accessories? Why did she only wear one outfit? Like, she's still out in the world getting dirty and shit. Like, she does need to change clothes. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm like, I want a But also, doll. yes, as a toy perspective, if it was for you, if it was for me, like, we would want them to have all sorts of crazy fun outfits to change into, wig changes. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> options. Options. Even, like, I would, I mean, honestly, my idea of, like, a doll like that, like, I'm like, oh, cool. I finally have someone that fits Lily Pulitzer. I can finally figure out what I'm going to do with Lily Pulitzer. And I would be like, I think a doll would be perfect for this outfit. <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting weird. But that's what I would say. Like, I want it, you know, like a Bratz doll, like an actual mm-hmm. something else. And like, because you have that freedom. <laughs> and so, but instead yeah. they decide to go with like a lifelike, realistic, like little, like Madeline inspired little girl. <laughs> Right? It's like, that's just like, that's like the kind of shit when you see, like, children's rooms designed by, like, really aesthetic moms. And you're like, your child had no say in that. You designed it to look like what you decided you want your little well-behaved child to like. But that is not what your child likes or wants or cares about. Like, that is what it reminded me of. Like, you see those, like, uh, those children's rooms that are all, like, wood toys 
and like monochromatic design and it's like no that's not for them that's for you <laughs> for sure uh i guess i wonder like is this like is this like this, is it because it's in the horror genre and need it to look so lifelike was that like the only push or like the was that like the costume need of that to like put it in like kind of I don't I don't even know what time period I would put it because I feel like it's actually very modern like it looks so American girl doll like wardrobe yeah because like yeah, to yeah it's like Cause it, I don't know it is kind of like timeless which I get except for this whole thing it's not a timeless movie so why even bother yeah there's some like, whatever time period that like Madeline comes from that's what like Megan is supposed to kind of be but like those little like shoes I forget I know those shoes have a name and I always forget them the Mary Janes that's what I want to say but I was not sure they was what they were but she's wearing these little Mary Janes um which is also weird because a kid like takes off her Mary Jane shoe and throws it <laughs> right like what was that boy doing he just took off one shoe and like shook it and then yeah. threw it uh, I really wonder what other shoes she had or could come with right cause she didn't she didn't go back and grab the shoe yeah she just like and in the movie they, they mentioned that where like in, if she if she did what she was supposed to do and what the plan was for the day was that she would just drop her off she would get to like experience this alternative outdoor school and then she can go to work with her invention so <laughs> frankenstein can take frankenstein's monster to get new outfits because <laughs> she said that's what they need to do was like we need to right because she did say she was like we're going in for a fitting yeah and then that never I got excited when I heard that oh and my then gosh. that never happened oh my gosh my ears like perked up I was like I'm like I'm like because she, she says like she, she has wardrobes or she has costumes I think she says costumes and I was just like like now I'm like I'm like oh my gosh take a drink because we're in for a treat and we never get there but right. I will right. but I will say that like she only wears that black coat that's the only time she wears it yeah because there's another time where she's wearing, like, a, a brown silk coat. Yes. So she, it's like, I guess she has two coats. She has For two. someone that doesn't fucking need a coat because she doesn't get cold, <laughs> she has two coats. And in case she ever does get cold, she has the fur one. <laughs> the thing is, I guess you gotta keep titanium warm. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't work in STEM. I'm not a roboticist. So I don't know why... Fur coats. Um, I mean, it's faux fur, but regardless, why this <laughs> needs it? But I still love it because she's a real dramatic. Bitch, so they needed the jacket <laughs> to reflect that. It's true. Very true. <laughs> I feel like that worked in her favor, though, since like um, when she because uh, she doesn't trip the boy. She just like chases him down until he trips down the hill and gets hit by a car yeah like he he falls she doesn't technically kill him she rips his ear off and scares him yes uh i mean that's still also but like she oh gosh she felt like no remorse with that at all like that's why she just like tosses it aside but that worked in her favor because she, she doesn't I always wondered too, was like, I'm like, she has to be like washing her clothes. It's like, how do they like, cause like the dog like bites right? it. Well, and they're, 
they're styling her hair at some point because there's a, after she gets attacked by the dog mm-hmm. and like you see she's got like sticks in her hair and her hair's crazy and then the next scene her hair looks great which means what did like Allison Williams take her into the house and like do her hair again yeah I well I think like if she can do like a front handspring um I think she has the ability to brush her hair <laughs> Because there's a moment where she's where um, Katie is brushing her hair, and the little that is true. like so I feel like she's like, you know, she's a doll. She got to play with her and brush her doll's hair. <laughs> yeah, does she have like a does her hair like grow back if you give it a bad haircut? Because that's what I would need in a doll. <laughs> you need different wigs. <laughs> no, but I it can't be a wig. Like I want it to be like real hair because that's what I was always cutting my Barbie's hair and then it looked like Cynthia from the oh, Rugrats. Gosh. And then <laughs> we I think we've all then had, you're stuck with we've it. We've all had that Barbie doll. Like oh look, it's just it's, like oh no, I thought it would the hair was denser. Now this pixie cut looks like she's a punk girl. Um, guess that's what she is now. <laughs> And then you can see the plugs, the individual yes, plugs. Yes, that's what I mean. Like, you can't do a pixie cut. Like, you know what I mean? You can't have a little little kitten wig, you know? You can't do that. So, poor Barbie. I do have to say, I know, like, people online are talking shit about her wig. I don't think it's that bad. She's a doll. <laughs> like, She's a doll. Like, it's like, I'm like... What is, does she need... Does she need a full 40-inch human hair wig? Is that what she needs? First of all, I guess, like, if you're spending $10,000, you can get a human hair 40-inch or, you know, bundle <laughs> installed into but there. But human hair wigs aren't that great. Like, they get frizzy. They're trying you to want keep... synthetic. I'm going to... Yeah. They're trying to keep this thing at $10,000. Like, like, you understand that, like, some wigs and really good ones, like, start getting close to, like, three dollars $5,000 alone? <laughs> so, I'm just thinking, like, why would you add that cost to a doll? Like, this thing's trying to be less than well, a Tesla. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyhow, I don't think it was that bad. Like, I think it's pretty good. It's supposed to look fake. That's the point, because you you want her to look real out of the corner of your eye so that it f***s you up when you look at her and you realize she's not real. Yeah. So it's like you want something that looks good but a little fake, just like her face. Yeah. And I think I think it does that. That, I will say. Um, I've been, like, trying to watch some behind-the-scenes on this, and there's, like, some of it's out there, but I feel like not fully all of it is out of there. But I think that the face was definitely, like like a mask that had like robot capabilities i'm not i'm sure there's like because there's like a puppeteer that is credited so i don't know if like i'm sure they have like an actual doll version of her that would just kind of sit there you know without the actor needing to get in full costume but i think the roboticist was the like either the dummy doll to control it when they need it to that had like minimal motion or it was also like the actual mask that the actor wore so i don't know I, I, there's some really cool like technical costume stuff when it comes to like the character of Megan alone because it's like played by three people <laughs> yeah because it's hard when you do um, androids like that because you need a person that's smaller than your average person so that they can kind of get in all of the stuff without looking giant yeah because she's relative like the same size as like Katie like 
Yeah. Like the neighbor keeps resting them. And you don't like, like, and you can see like when she turns sideways, you can see that like the the silhouette of her head is like long because it's like you know when you wear a wig and it gets kind of big back there, and then she's wearing a mask, so it's kind of forward. So it's like when you see her silhouette, you can see that like the face yeah is a bit like bigger than it, but not in a not crazily so. So this woman must have a pretty small head. Yeah, I think she's just a she's definitely just a smaller girl. Uh, she's just like a little tiny small dancer and I think that like worked because then it kind of adds like bulkiness to it considering like all the extensive parts that are inside her and like the capabilities that they have like (laughs) I feel like it was like it it did it just definitely like that's one thing with like the Meg and the overall look it's like there's it represents a child but also it just there's something there's so many weird little things that let you know right away like this is a robot like it it's just shaped differently. And I think that's what has to explain, like, the voluminess of the dress. Like, the reason why it's just so big and poofy and kind of covers everything and helps with the robot moves. But I think it's to compensate the large head. <laughs> and, like... Yeah, that makes sense, too. Like, but, yeah, but, I mean, you don't need to do that because a lot of dolls, like, I mean, you were just talking about brats. Like, mm-hmm. the heads are bigger. So that yeah. almost adds to, like, giving her a doll-like look. It's not that she's a doll, but, like, she's kind of a doll is that her head is a little bit proportionately large to the rest of her body. Yeah. They refer to her as so many different things. She's like a doll. She's a toy. She's like, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, like, I actually don't even know if, like, she's ever called robot. She probably is. But, like, there's just so many things the way they reference her. Like, one thing there would be, like, saying, like, you're just a toy. <laughs> so, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no real name for this girl. <laughs> And they keep calling it a girl because... That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, she's a little bit of everything. Yeah. Goodness. I just always wondered, too, is like... I mean, this is where my suspense of disbelief really took off. But because I always wondered because she kills that lady in the shed room. And I'm like, she's making a huge uh-huh. mess. <laughs> like, she's in this dusty shed. She's making... She's... Sh- firing off nail guns. Um, and then she has this chemical thing that she's, like, spilling over. I'm like... Like, I know she doesn't have any fingerprints, but, like, wouldn't any of that get on her clothes? Yeah, you know, I guess maybe she's just really good at cleaning up after herself. We don't really get to see that yeah. aspect of thing. We never really get to figure out, like, I, well, hmm. What I thought was kind of interesting was at the end when, like, she's confronting... What's-her-face, Allison Williams' character... She and she's like, I thought we were friends, and she becomes like a little bit more adult because she's basically trying to be like, No, like I was taking care of Katie, like, but you were supposed to be my real friend. And she seems taller all of a sudden, like, she just kind of reflects a little bit like who her primary is. So, like, she acts a little bit older. And then all of a sudden she seems like a little bit taller. And it's like part of that is camera angles, which I, I mean, I think they do that on purpose to like make her kind of age with the situation. Yeah. Like, because she's like, like the physics of it is like, she's literally like, like over the table with Gemma, like mm-hmm. back. <laughs> like, you know, she's over her. And I'm just wondering like, is her feet touching the ground? Or like, is that why she's so close to her? Because like, you know, just like, the physics of it but yeah that's definitely a moment where like she's like she's really comparable in size when she's like fighting her yeah like she no longer seems like a little kid at that time and so i think it's just like part of that is showing that like the dolls are meant to reflect 
you know, because they're they're like they're they've got like a learning algorithm, so they just are like, okay, well that's this person needs me to be like this. Mm-hmm. So she acts more like a little kid when she's dealing with Katie, and then like her voice changes when she's talking to Gemma, and just like the camera angles make her look taller when she's talking to Gemma. So it's like all of a sudden she's like, okay, now I'm talking to this person, and since. Gemma trained her initially like she has all of this gathered information on Gemma too she just hasn't been using it because that's not who she was supposed to be directing it at yeah so it's like you get to see this like other side of her and it's like yeah like it kind of shows the like whoever the primary is and they get they show they gather the information about that person and then they can like reflect that person in their attitude and in their like day-to-day yeah and I feel like that's what she like she talks about. She's like, like you used to talk to me about was it from Jane Austen to Janis Joplin or something? And she's like, says like we were we were like friends, and like it wasn't until like I basically got this body that you now like treat me like shit, <laughs> and like I'm trying to talk to you like an hour. I'm trying to have a conversation like an adult, you know. When she like starts going off, <laughs> that is one of my favorite scenes in the movie because she like. Um, Gemma tries to like control her again, like treating her like a like a toy and an object, and not as a as a peer the way that um, Megan does. And she like like she's like Megan, look at this po- look at this pen, and she goes like, Ugh! Gemma, you're insufferable. <laughs> you know that? I don't know why, but it's like one of the like that was just so funny to me, where she's like done with her bullshit. Something I kind of find this. I feel like I talked about this a little bit in the in the. Um the last episode too like they did this thing where they were trying to like make Allison Williams seem less glamorous and it's just like she just doesn't strike me as someone who wears like flannel and like her hair was still like perfectly done like in the very first when we very first meet her and you think like oh she's probably been in this basement working on these toys with these people for like a really long time and she's supposed to look a little grungy and like in her clothes she does but then she still has like perfect hair and she just like I always find those movies where they're trying to like de-glamorize someone who just has like a lot of natural glamour to them and it's just not possible I just I find it funny I enjoy it (laughs) yeah I feel like she was relatively just relaxed like filming this movie like she she didn't like overdo it like she has in the past like in girls or anything but like you're right like it's one I was noticing too was like I was checking for hers because a big thing that they normally do is like do like tapes or sew-ins or something to add like more volume or something even if it is just like a small like kind of budget movie like this but I really think the hairstylist on this just like simply brushed and combed it (laughs) and it was like I feel like it was such her natural hair like I don't I didn't I think she just has nice hair yeah I was I know because I was in the theaters and I was like I've seen it so many times I'm like I was looking at her hair the entire time like where is there like there has to be tapes maybe there could be in there but I'm just like the color matches so well too if there is any but like it's not doing much also if she does have any it's not like a whole lot and I was looking even that with even um Katie like even her hair was like like they all have beautiful natural hair (laughs) there was like I feel like it was a relatively easy job on set for the hairstylist on this movie (laughs) Yeah, well, the thing with Katie that took me a while to, like, catch on to, because at first I was like, well, Katie's wearing, like, dull colors, too, and her outfit, her her wardrobe isn't very fun, and, like, 
I mean, she has, like, great hair because she was a little kid and she hasn't lost it all yet. Mm-hmm. But, like, she doesn't have, like, the Disney hair or whatever. And then I realized, like, oh, right. Like, her parents were supposed to be, like, really granola. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, well, she was homeschooled because she just, like, learns faster than the other kids. And, like, they lived in Oregon. And, you know, so I just think I it took me a while to pick up on the fact that, like, yeah, she's like that because, like, they're kind of hippy-dippy parents. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. So it's like the color palette for this movie, despite it being about a toy and the little girl, is like really dull. Like except for at the very beginning when we like they have that like weird faux Furby thing. Like we don't really see a lot of like bright, bright, splashy colors the way that you would think, given what the movie is about. Which is a choice. I don't know if I like it or don't like it, but that's just something that I noticed. I feel like for me is like because I you know I don't like horror movies i really don't which is surprising because i like this movie so much (laughs) but i feel like this is barely a horror movie which is probably why i like it um but i feel for me as someone who dislikes horror movies it's kind of for that aesthetic the fact that like it's so neutral and so boring like that's one of the things i don't really like about the conjuring was like this takes place in the 70s and it's so neutral (laughs) like (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to, like, make this podcast about how much I hate The Conjuring. But that's just, like, one of the, like, I feel like that's just horror genre. And sometimes where the background, like, you know, they they do that on purpose, I feel. But I I thought it was relatively clean. You're right, there was nothing bright or, like, craziness. Even in the, that test toy room was so pastel. Right, it's like... That, and that was kind of one of the more playful looking sets. There were like, there were pastels in there. There was that like black and white striped set of drawers and there were like little balls on the floor and there was some like construction paper and stuff. But that was like the only, like, and that still wasn't like a wow, bam, hit you with a lot of color. That was still like kind of just a touch of color. Um, so yeah, throughout the movie, despite it being about a little kid and about a toy, like you don't get hit with a lot of color and a lot of playfulness in the visuals. Yeah. I, I she, That doesn't make her, like, weirdly stand out, but she just stands out in that weird outfit. Like, even the stripedness of it, too. <laughs> like, I don't know. The, the little stripe um, thing she wears, like, that's just, like, also the clashy pattern that makes her stand out more, too. They wanted... You know, it is a horror movie, and it's not really meant to appeal to kids, so, like, maybe they made the aesthetic more appealing to adults despite you know that's who the movie is for so i mm-hmm. guess there's that but yeah that's another thing and then too. it doesn't work like for the little for for katie like once you kind of realize her background and who she is and stuff like it makes sense that she's not necessarily someone and it, like they basically make it seem like that that toy she has is like one of the only kind of modern annoying kind of toys that she has because her parents are like so bothered by it yeah so it's like yeah maybe she did kind of live a very minimalistic life and and was never really exposed to that much so and then like yeah so then maybe if megan was like weird and brightly colored that just would like be too much for her like disjointed with what she's used to so i guess there is that it's just like it's i more than anything i guess it's just unexpected 
Yeah. And even, like, in her building montage, because this movie has everything, um, they, they, when they're, like, they're deciding, like, what color hair she should have and, like, what, like, going through, like, her outfit was picked by those three characters. <laughs> right? I did love that. I did love that they had a little, little montage showing, like, should we use this wig? Should we use this wig? I wish there was a little bit more of a showing her in different outfits kind of thing. Yeah. But that's... That's I know that's for me and most people yes. watching this movie maybe wouldn't it, care about that as much. Oh but. yeah, I mean like that's what I watch like movies for. Is like I'm I mean, that's the only reason why I feel like we both watch movies is for costumes. But I knew that that would get you excited. Like I for some reason like this, even though there's like you're not getting the you get paid off in a very different way. But and I feel like that way too was like there were so many little snippets of like what could have been, <laughs> and I think that's yeah. one of them where it teased me as just someone who likes outfits so much and I was ready to, I was so ready to like finally see it and then when she mentioned like oh like I gotta we have to go we have wardrobe costume fittings whatever blah blah and I was like oh cool that's what we're gonna do today like yes let's do that yes leave her outside let's go <laughs> uh, but then no she they, she has to sit at the toy table <laughs> right like it's a waste of my time. I wanted to see more more outfit options. Exactly. But, you know, to each their own, I guess. People went to a horror movie and they wanted to see a murder. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, how do you think they did that guy's ear when she's, like, pulling it off? Like, what? Oh, it's got to be latex, right? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like there must be some new... There has to be, like, some new product that come out. But that was just, like... I got, I was wondering, I was like, I guess if you rip someone's ear, that's what it will look like. But also, I'm like, this is... Well, that's what I was wondering. I was like, do ears do that? Like, it stretched a really long <laughs> way before it broke off. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, uh, gosh, I don't, I have no clue. But until we figure out how, like, uh, titanium hands work, you know, we really won't know the answer. It's all a guess, I, you know. Yeah. I, like, if she I, says that's what happens, I'm inclined to believe her. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I, I wonder, like, that makes it feel like as if, like, if there was any more stretch in it, then, like, would you have, like, a floppy ear? <laughs> if you, like, stretch it so much and it snaps off and then the rest is floppy? Right. Like, yeah, because it wouldn't go back. I mean, after all that, it's definitely not going back to how it was. Like, even if she hadn't have pulled it off. Yeah. You know, like... Then you just, yeah, you have, like, a weird floppy ear from, like, a cartoon or something. Gosh. Okay, I, there's one thing I really want to discuss about, because there uh, doesn't make this costume related, but it's when um, she's like, oh, like, is that your kid? Oh, my gosh, how, how old is he? And, like, oh, he had a growth spurt, blah, blah. And then she's like, hey, do you want a hat? F*** off, Holly. <laughs> like, that's his last words to his mom, is f*** off, Holly. Right. <laughs> Well, it's like they do a good job of, like, the first murder being someone where you're kind of like, okay, I can see it. I get why you did this thing, you know? like. Yes. Uh, what do you think his his hat was colored? <laughs> I imagine he had a green uh, hat. You know, it was probably, it was probably yeah, it was probably, like, olive. Yes, yes. Brown. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would have completed the outfit that Holly picked out for him. Right, well, and they were at, like, an outdoors alternative education 
experience. Yes. So, you know, they gotta wear neutrals, <laughs> earth tones. Yeah, she was, uh, she also looked really granola, too, as they're spreading their yes. natural almond peanut butter on their gluten-free bread. Honest. No synthetic dyes there. No, you know? of course not, no. They're collecting. <laughs> also, I never said, like, I was like, oh my gosh, you know that these are like byproducts of granola, granola parents when they're screaming and ex- so excited to roast some chestnuts. <laughs> these... Right? I was like, at that age, I wouldn't have even known what a chestnut nut was. Yes. Now, I've still never had a roasted chestnut yes. in my adult life. So for these children to all be like, yay! And then when I saw. What, is that what chestnuts look like? I don't know, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, no, they're spiky. I wouldn't have known. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh. Right? I was like, that That looks like a fucking dragon fruit or something. <laughs> like, what is that? Yeah, I just looked at that and I'm like, oh, that explains why it's called a chestnut. Because it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. No, that was probably the scariest part of the movie when the children were excited for chestnuts. Like, I'm like, this is horror. <laughs> like, I am. Right. This is a scary place. <laughs> a group of well-behaved children responding to something in unison is always a little <laughs> sus. Exactly. Oh. oh, my gosh. I totally forgot the kid's name, though. The boy's name. Brandon? No. It doesn't matter. Ah, it doesn't matter. No. You know, it's one of those. Uh, they're driving him crazy, I think. Him and those kids and Holly just drove him nuts. <laughs> Right? He's just like, I just want to be around normal people, and this is where you've brought me, and this is his response to that. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no, I don't want roasted chestnuts. Can I eat a fucking marshmallow, maybe? Yes. <laughs> I'm not getting cold. I don't need a hat. <laughs> Someone just leave right? me alone. Can I have a day of school where I don't have to wear a jacket and run around outside? Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, I'm trying to think of the other, like, because um, the other people are just dressed really office The boss is just wearing button-up shirts. Uh, the psychologist, again, is in just, like, neutrals. And I, her hair looked fabulous, though. Yo, yeah, I was obsessed with her hair. <laughs> the, the color like was the... Like the right shade of red uh, for her. Like, yes. Beautiful. Everyone in this movie has great hair. Yes, it really did. Um, I, even Megan, I don't care what people say, she has great hair too. <laughs> yeah, she's a doll. She's a, yeah. She credit people. Also, if it was like a human lace, whatever, wig unit that they gave her, like the where when her hair is all messy and she's like, hey, her temperature is rising. Her blood sugar is like at this level. We got to get her fix her arm. <laughs> Like, as she's, like, doing this health report, her hair is just messy. You, it wouldn't be that funny if it was, like, human hair wig. Because only synthetics can get that frizzy. But then synthetics are also way easier to tame. So it's, like, that's why in the next scene she has, like, perfect hair again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, So. I think the other... The other woman that works in the lab with them, she has kind of fun style in a way that you would expect a woman in STEM to have. Like, she's not just, like, boring like Gemma. She's, like, wearing, like, kind of Hawaiian-y shirts mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, she's got, like, 
a point of view. She seems fun. She seems like someone you'd want to hang out with. I think she was the one who decided... I think she picked that scarf for Megan. That's what I want to believe in uh, my Megan fan fiction. That um, Tess... Um, that's her name, Tess. The other girl in STEM. She is totally the... Okay. <laughs> she's the... There's so many women in STEM. <laughs> no, love it. It's great to see. I, haven't, I haven't seen this many women in STEM since... Um, I don't know... Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, yeah, you're, I think I want to believe that she's the one who picked out Megan's scarf. I thought that was super cute. Um, also, Megan is wearing. Um, without it, it would look like a school uniform or something. Like she needed something. That's what I feel like makes her so like hip and cute, like Madeline. Like I don't know, I can't help but like mirror Madeline. Like <laughs> I feel like it's not yeah, like. Yeah, well, it is. A, it's for sure a Madeline vibe. I know why you're saying. That. Yes, like, I really wonder. Like, is that what? Is that what? Like, um, Gemma and like Tess and I want to say Brian, but that's not his name. I forgot the man character. The the man instead <laughs> he looks like a brian i understand why you're saying that okay because he's from <laughs> does a, he have a name is this does this not pass the reverse bechdel test where two men yeah two men do talk about something that isn't but do a they woman both have names um so the boss her boss does and then oh and then i guess the, the stupid guy that works for him Yes. Yeah. But they're always talking about Megan, right? Do they ever talk about something? No, because remember he says, like, I'll grab you some menus. Like, I want lunch. Oh, right, right. They, he asks about lunch. Okay, it does and, pass the reverse spectrum. Yes, <laughs> and Pornhub. So I don't know. Yeah, so they're talking mm. about Pornhub. Like, are you Pornhubbing again? Yeah. But, so I, the reason why I want to call that guy Brian is because I only know him from, like, a really, really old YouTube the, like series and he like does these little he it was like a little tv show that was like 15 minute 10 minute episodes and there's some really hilarious stuff because he plays like a gay man navigating i don't know queer dating in los angeles around like 2010 so it's very 2010 humor and youtube-ness <laughs> in its infancy so that's the only thing I remember him from. And as I know, it's called, like, Life of Brian or something. I don't know. Not Life of Brian. Something. <laughs> but I think that's where I'm, like, I keep wanting to call him that because that's where I know him from. Hmm. Yes. Hold on. Maybe I could just, um, just look at my computer screen and find out what his name is. <laughs> nope, I can't. Computer screen. I can't do it. Um... Is there anything that stands out for you in this movie? Um, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's Megan's costume. Everyone else is dressed like really naturalistic, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, so his name is, the actor's name is Brian Jordan Alvarez. The character's name is Cole. Oh, Okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, did you look up um, the costume designer on this? Yes, I did. So his name is Daniel Cruden. Did you? Um, and he hasn't really 
he's this is like I don't I feel like he has like similar um like kind of trajectories not like I mean, I mean not trajectories I mean like he has like similar kind of like things where like we both did like short films before and then the I know there's, like, different names that movies will say, like, wardrobe or, like, wardrobe designer. Yeah. Or just be, like, um, garment designer or just, like, um, head wardrobe or actually, like, costume designers. So I feel like his IMDb page has him as, like, assistant designer, wardrobe or one. Um, like, he's done even, like, set design. So he's, like, in the world of clothing and designs like he's the assistant um he's the assistant costume designer for avatar like the way of water <laughs> so he's done it he's done like other stuff and he's definitely like in the world of costuming which is kind of cool but i feel like this one is maybe his like second or third time um actually taking the helm of like having the title of costume designer which is pretty cool so I think that's pretty neat, the fact that, like, he's not... Compared to, like, other movies that we've done, <laughs> like, this is, like... Yeah, it's, like, every other one that we've done, like, even if it was someone that we hadn't heard of when we looked at their INDB, like, they had pages upon pages of stuff, and most of it was them being, like, the lead designer. And a lot of it is more stuff like this. Like, most people don't get to do something really stylistic every fucking time. It's, like, a few of those with a bunch of more modern stuff in between. Yeah. So he he's got a way shorter... Um, IMDb page than what we're used to and yeah like he's set costumer standby costumer like all of these things There's n this is the first one where it's just he's the costume designer mm -hmm. so but I feel like it is interesting and that also makes sense that it's like maybe not as outlandish as it could be because he's kind of dipping his toes mm -hmm. and I think this is a really good challenge to get your toes wet into it too because like like, we, I think, like, I talked a lot of, like, the mechanics of the Megan costume alone. And that's just, like, not easy because there's other departments to work with. Um, that I feel like, like, he worked with the robots. He's working with two people who are on set who play her. <laughs> and then you have, like, just the peripheries of all the other characters. So, I mean, I think he told everyone to just, like, give them the best hair possible on Earth. <laughs> Um, I'm glad he, like, um, inspired that. <laughs> That's... Yes, and I think... I think a lot of thought went into the shape of the dress and how it affected movement. Yeah. And I think that's really cool because I do think that that is something that maybe gets overlooked sometimes or not thought about, but because that's, like, a main characteristic. And then, like, ultimately... Yeah, they put her in that outfit because they want her to look like an old-timey porcelain doll. That's what it is. Yeah. And stylistically, because that's what people find creepy. People don't find, like, modern rainbow dolls or, you know, Barbie extra or whatever. Like, people don't find that creepy. They just, you know, maybe don't like it. But the old porcelain dolls you find creepy. So mm -hmm. that's what it's... I understand that that's what it's drawing from. Yeah. And it is trying to give her a more timeless look than, like, a modern doll would. I just think it's not as appealing to a child, but I guess like who the fuck cares? Cause this isn't real. Yeah. No, no, that's like, that's what I definitely feel like. I'm like, I also feel like if they did go outlandish and super modern with her outfits, it would have just like gone too far into the humor section of this. And like, 
not like it will discredit the horror genre title title yeah yeah so that's a i don't know there's there's some like a really cool fun choices i think that he made um and i thought they were pretty good like i said like i feel like the volume on her dress like um fixes like the proportion issues with a huge giant mask and head (laughs) covering yeah and also some it makes her look smaller like it makes her legs look skinnier Mm -hmm. and her arms look skinnier because the dress bells out so much that that kind of proportionalizes her in like a more doll-like way as well like the shape of the dress i understand i think it works really well for her movements and to give her the effect that they're looking to give her i find it a little lacking in fun yeah but like i again i understand the choice i don't know if it's you know i don't know how i feel about it but i understand it and i think ultimately like she looks cool she looks like a doll yeah and it works and (laughs) another thing i'd have to say is that like nobody is dressed super trendy so it's not gonna be hard like sometimes you watch a movie and you're just like so taken aback by the clothing because like everyone's just acting normally they're not supposed to necessarily be fashion people but they're just wearing like the coolest clothing and it's like no because not every like most people just wear like a sweater and some jeans or whatever like yeah most people are not dressed in the trendiest outfits of the time so when you watch a movie where or tv show where everybody no matter their socioeconomic status no matter you know their background no matter their interests are wearing like the trendiest coolest fashioniest outfits it's like that can kind of take away from it sometimes it takes away you know it takes you out of it and it's like because there's so much ridiculousness going on in this movie and like a lot of unreal science and stuff Mm -hmm. grounding it in really reasonable clothing and believable clothing for you know basically everyone but the doll um like yeah it's like what the guys are wearing we can't even remember because that's like what most guys wear on a day-to-day basis you know like they're not wearing the stuff that the guys that you know that work in fashion wear you know and on top of that like these people work in tech and like honestly nowadays like rich tech people dress really uninterestingly oh yeah and so i think they did a good job in reflecting that and this movie will be a little bit more timeless for it for sure i was just and gonna say that. it just like grounds it so you're not completely taken out so it's like i guess my complaint is like i really like talking about movies where there's a lot of different costume pieces we can have conversations about and you know having i, I just like the fun stuff but it's like it's not it's not always called for in a movie so i just yeah. want to like it, kind of end my thing with that i don't want it to sound like i've been complaining the whole time and i think that no. the costume designer's bad at his job or anything like that like no i don't think that at all it's I, just like maybe it didn't give us the most fodder for conversation no for sure and i think like that's like the i don't know i feel like there's such a beauty to that because like we say this all the time where it's just like modern is just relatively hard but it does make it so timeless i definitely like have that in like my notes about like that it it is going to be like uh i feel like it's going to age relatively well because it's in this weird little time period and they're i feel like if anything maybe the cell phones like any movie is going to age it (laughs) so right the cell phones are always the hardest because we get new cell phone technology like every few months so yeah oh gosh 
So I realized that on my fourth watch, I finally realized that you hear the audio like kind of do a weird little skip in it, the way like Megan sometimes talks, and she like uses mm. like um, she uses Tess's voice in like the call that she intercepts. So mm-hmm. like. There's just, like, we talk about, like, unrealisticness in this movie sometimes. I feel like there's just, like, she just, her technology just keeps leaping and bounding, like, by the hour we learn something new that she's capable of. Well, no, because that's that's what AI does. It learns from itself. The more information you give it, the more it learns. So that's kind of what they were saying is that, like, she didn't even really fully build her, fully give her capabilities. She just, like, made her and had her learn whatever. That was one of the doll's complaints. And... That was also something that, like, Tess, when Tess was saying her, her, you know, problems with the doll or her, you know, what she's a little bit worried about was saying, like, well, we don't even know, like, we didn't program it to do X, Y, Z, and it's doing that. Like, you know, we don't, this isn't what we wanted it for, and now it might, we don't know what it's going to do. So it's like, that's kind of the point of it all, is that, like, the more information it gets, the more it is able to do, and you're not really able to control that input or output. Oh gosh. Yeah, I that makes me want one now. You want your own little killer doll? I want three. Did you ever watch there was an episode of the X Files where this little girl had a doll and I can't quite remember what the deal was. It didn't physically murder people, but if someone had wronged the little girl, like the doll like basically made it so these people would die and the mom could see the future enough to like see when it was going to happen and what it was going to be and like at the very end like they they try to get rid of this doll and then like at the very end like somebody picks it out of the ocean or whatever like it didn't so it, it continues on in the world so that was like another iteration of like a doll that's like protecting its it's primary or whatever and that's yeah. kind of what it reminded me of oh that's so creepy oh i hate how oh gosh you're you just telling me that is gonna keep me up all night because i'm gonna be thinking of <laughs> like the x files like theme song just haunts me already so oh gosh oh. okay well I guess this is going to be a hard one to say. Do you have a favorite costume? Oh, hmm. I would have to say, honestly, um, it's going to be Katie when she first meets Megan. She's wearing the most vibrant outfit that she finally does, and she's wearing the jacket that Megan likes. Oh, does Megan? Oh, right, right, right. She's like, oh, I love that. And it's like... Yeah. It's like a Patagonia jacket or something. I want to believe, because this is, like, almost an unrealist. This is another thing, too, that, like, kind of got me out of the movie, I think, like, on the third time I watched it. But it was the fact that, like, this is Seattle, and it didn't rain. <laughs> and it's, like, I was, like, wondering, it's, like, it didn't rain, and the only time, like, their they're dress really is neutrals, but they're also, like, oh, I'm kind of jealous how they dress, because when I went to Seattle, I had to wear, like, my jacket the whole week I was there. So, and this time we finally get to see, I like... Mean- this cute jacket that Megan likes, like, oh, cute jacket. And it looks kind of 80s. Like, I was like, oh, it's, it seems older. Oh, no. Everyone in San Francisco is wearing that exact jacket. Oh, really? All okay. the time. Oh, well, I think it's cute. Mm-hmm. Ugh, have a conversation with Eric about it. He'll tell you how bad he thinks it is. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I have heard this rant so many times. 
<laughs> oh no, okay. See, I just don't see that here on the on the East Coast, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, in these West Coast granola cities, everybody wants to look outdoorsy, so everybody's wearing like those puffer jackets, but a lot mm -hmm. of them have like the the Patagonia or the um what is it, the starts with a C, I can't think of it right now, where they've got like brightly colored stripes in the middle. Oh, Very okay. popular. I feel like Canada Goose or anything Canada Goose like is probably the standard. Um, maybe a black Burberry trench coat if you're really fancy. Um, but a, a good big puffer jacket, I think, is the staple of like the East Coast. And it's also, I don't know, I feel like that's... Well, you actually get cold out there, so that's the difference. <laughs> oh, that's true. I forgot how different <laughs> the outdoor elements are. <laughs> How different these coasts are, I kind of forgot. <laughs> yes, it is, um, it snowed today. Anyway, okay, never mind. Anyway, what's, um, Kelly Michelle, what is your <laughs> favorite outfit? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think they all serve the story, but I don't know that I have a favorite. I think pass. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the sunglasses look because I thought it was the silliest thing that this robot is wearing sunglasses. I didn't even remember that. But honestly, it makes sense. <laughs> like, she's still got, like, input and stuff and, and direct sunlight might be an issue. Sorry, I didn't... I had to go to see this at a movie theater. Yeah. So I didn't take notes. That's okay. It's good. <laughs> you shouldn't take notes because I think you... Like, it, you just don't... There's no so much... There's so much silly things in this, and that's why I love it it's so much, because it's just... And I thought it was a relatively, like... I knew it would be a, an easy movie to cover, because it, it just goes by so fast, and that's not the point. I mean, that's true. Mm -hmm. So, what would you rate this film? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, okay. I give Mithrigan 10 oh big whoop out of 10 oh big whoop. <laughs> yes. That was a great line. You killed people. Oh big whoop. Yes. Who programmed her to say that? Who was saying oh big whoop in front of her that she learned that? I swear, she's insane. She's just... It's insane, right? <laughs> I'm saying, like, I just don't get it. I I love it. <laughs> but it's the funniest line ever, where, like, she just does not care. <laughs> uh, death is inevitable, so... Oh, big whoop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess a robot would see it that way. Yes, but you wouldn't expect her to say it so sarcastically, or just so... No, right? Well, it's like, that's like, do people even say big whoop anymore? That feels like something very much from, like, when we were in middle school, when we thought we were being all, like, regressive, or not regressive, I don't know what I'm saying, like, we thought, you know, oh, we're being, like, we don't give a fuck, oh, big whoop, like, yes. do people say that anymore? I don't, do kids say that anymore? <laughs> Uh, there's the, the things she learns and this and the choices this robot makes is just a little balls off the walls and I'm here for it. Okay, Kayla Michelle, what would you rate this movie? Um, I would maybe rate it. Oh, oh, seven out of seven dance flips holding a machete. <laughs> 
There you go. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the silliest part of the movie. I, I mean, those walls were intentionally red. Yeah, I mean, I think it was supposed to kind of look like The Shining for that moment. There's so many things this, like, movie pulls from. Like, there's just so many... Uh, a movie, uh, Like, a Mary Shelley adaptation of Frankenstein's monster was also, like... This movie is also a representation of that because it's such a Frankenstein... <laughs> um, horror movie because there's just a little bit of everything <laughs> that this movie has <laughs> um, and they run with every single concept just guns a-blazing um, throughout the entire short time of this movie because it's like less it's like less than two hours so it's not bad yeah it, yeah it was like it was you want to kill some time watching something stupid and you know not sit through a three hour long movie or whatever it's a good way to go yeah, exactly. Uh, so, are you watching anything right now other than just going back to the movie theaters to watch Megan every day? <laughs> um, let's see. Um, right now, I am. Uh, I'm watching The Last of Us. Oh yeah, we have. We wanted to start. We haven't started that yet. Mm-hmm. Eric asked me if I wanted to watch it tonight, but then I couldn't. So. Uh, we will get into that soon, but yeah. So don't no 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 spoilers yet because I do want to watch it, but we haven't started it yet. I yeah I I had yeah because I um uh, I was with a friend who like played it, so I remember like some of the storylines of it, and I remember like I I feel like I read like the or listened to YouTube videos or something about like the spoilers of this, so that's like my introduction to the the whole thing and then I realized that there's a TV show about it and I'm like oh so but yes um I mainly am watching it just mainly because of uh Pedro Pascal though to be completely honest well yeah that's well you get a little bit of um Nick Offerman too right so oh I um yeah maybe <laughs> I'm aware of certain possible things maybe possibly happening, but okay. I, mean, I am on the internet sometimes. I can't avoid it all. It's hard. It's hard. Like I said, like I didn't watch any of like the trailer and stuff that after I saw Megan. So I did. I. It's harder and harder to go cold into things, and I'm glad I went in cold for Megan. Um, because I watched it like opening weekend, and I've been watching it like couple yeah. times in after that um but what okay what are you watching um right now almost begrudgingly at this point i am re-watching pretty little liars Ooh. like i kind of just couldn't think of something to watch so i put it on because i was like i don't remember how this went and now i got far enough into it that i'm like well i just have to finish it but i'm like not even enjoying it anymore but i just need to finish it like <laughs> That's the stupid thing about mysteries. Yeah. Oh, I, but that is one of those shows where like everybody is like dressed super stylishly throughout. Mm-hmm. It is nice to look at for sure. Yeah. Well, it's also kind of funny because like obviously well, it's like seven seasons or something like that, but it's supposed to take place over like a two year span. And it's very heavily focused on phones. And so it's like, they definitely go through phones. Like you can tell, like for a while, one of the characters had like a pebble and it's like, I couldn't even, I didn't even remember 
that was a thing. And she only had it for like, you know, what would have been the equivalent of like half a year tops in the show because they're like, oh no, it's 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 aging the show. We have to give her a new phone now. Like, oh my god! They go through phones because, and then you know, at least thankfully, once you get to the point where like everybody just has iPhones, it's a little bit easier because even if they update, like you can use an old model or what, they all still kind of look the same, especially if you put a case on them. But like for the first couple of years. They go through all these, like, weird, different, trendy phones really quickly because of how long it took to, like, air the show. That is so insane. And it's part of, like, the characters and the storyline of everything because it's trying to be kind yeah. of... <laughs> it's, like, realistic. important to the show. Yeah. So you have to see their phones and, like, know, like, which phones are which character's phone. So it's just hilarious to see, like the phones they've gone through and there was a period of time where they all had like a different really weird manicure each episode oh whoa and i thought that was funny like all that uh, like attention was put on like manicures because you see again it's like you kind of see their hands more than you see other people's hands because you're looking at their phones (laughs) so you like see their hands so like their nails are i guess kind of important <laughs> amazing, amazing. That is really cool and definitely like an overlooked uh, situation when it comes to just costuming. Yeah, there have definitely been times in movies where a character has nails that I think are pretty disjointed with who their character is because, like, <laughs> I don't know, they're just their human nails that they wear all the time. So mm-hmm. then, like, they're not going to, like, take their acrylics off to, you know, depending or. Or put them on, you know, it's yeah. like, except for, like, certain characters, like, I had, I have watched shows where I'm like, that character absolutely would not have, like, two-inch-long acrylics. <laughs> I, what are you doing here? I think of the movie, <laughs> I think of the movie, like, uh, Julie and Julia, like, there's so many hand doubles in that movie, <laughs> and I think about that all the time, because it's like, they're cooking, and so I'm like, I'm like, mm-hmm. that is not her hands. <laughs> So, I, I wonder if they do that in this show. It's a good point, you know, but then they would at least have to match the manicure, you know. Yeah. They would try that. Maybe, I'm sure they don't. These are young, good actors, though, so. Right. They're spending their... They do their jobs. They're not going to spend more money on doubles when they have all these phones to buy. That's true. <laughs> they're going through phones like... <laughs> gangbusters they gotta they gotta save money somehow exactly <laughs> uh, well i guess that wraps up this show thank you everyone for listening to if costumes could talk with paris and kelly michelle thank you to loatik for our music ice cream with you and follow us on on our facebook page where you can find updates on new episodes and a link to our website which i will at some point update yes <laughs> Perfect though. Cheers. (laughs) Thank Thank you. you. Bye. Bye.